Are you looking for more happiness in your life? Are you in a rut that you just can't quite get out of? Do you need a mindset makeover? Ted Larkins is an author, speaker, and accomplished business executive, and he has a secret to happiness. It's called the get-to principle, and he can help you shift from a have-to mentality to a get-to mentality. Check out this amazing book by visiting tedlarkins.com or purchase directly from Amazon. Welcome to Digital Connections. As you know, by now, we bring in expert advice to connect you with the services and resources to build a successful business and ultimately to create the life of your dreams. This show is for entrepreneurs, business owners, and anyone interested in running a side hustle to their current nine to five. One episode at a time, we help you build a successful business through amazing digital connections. I'm your host, Nancy Johnson, a business owner and digital marketer. On my way here, I have found amazing resources that have helped me grow my business and they can help your business thrive too. Everyone needs a friend in digital marketing because digital marketing is about connecting people. So my friends, today we're talking about something that you may not think is connected to either business or digital marketing, but I'm going to tell you that it absolutely is. Today we're going to be talking about happiness. Yes, I can hear you now. Really? Happiness? What has happiness got to do with running a business? Well, as most of you know, I am a strong believer that in order to be truly successful, period, you need to be happy. If you're not having fun, you're probably doing it wrong. So you went into business because you had a dream or a passion and some sort of desire to do something great. Well, Okay, maybe you didn't. Maybe you really just wanted to make a buck or maybe you just wanted to have power and control and opening a business gave you that opportunity. If that's the case, I can almost guarantee that you probably will either become dissatisfied very soon if you aren't already. So I have spoken to many, many business owners and it is always about something more. So most of you know my story by now, but one thing you may not know is that at one time I was very unhappy. I was so unhappy that I was experiencing panic attacks and other crazy symptoms of a totally stressed out individual. About that time, I picked up a book called Get to Be Happy, Loving the Shit Out of Life. And wouldn't you know it, it was just what I needed to move me forward and to get me out of that horrible stuck place that I found myself. Not only did I read the book, I also went out and seek the author so I could see what else he had available. And at the time he was doing coaching and he was also offering a free session. So I took him up on it and I am so glad I did. It changed my life for the better. And it started me down a path of actually moving forward with my life. The funny thing is, is that it all began from understanding that I needed to change my mental state from one of, I have to, to one of, I get to, and that is the basis for today's show. So my guest is none other than the amazing Ted Lark. 
Perkins, who is the author of the book, Get to Be Happy and Get to the Get to Principle, How to Get Happy, Get Going and Get to It in Life. Ted is also a speaker and accomplished business executive. He is currently the head of licensing at the internet startup Brainbase. Ted also co-developed a leading entertainment licensing company in Tokyo, representing major movie studios like Paramount Pictures, Sony Pictures, and 20th Century Fox. He worked on projects with John Bon Jovi, Jack Nicholas, Mariah Carey, and many other artists. He is the former senior vice president of CPLG, one of the world's leading entertainment, sports, and brand licensing agencies. And he's also a guest lecturer at the UCLA Entertainment Studies and Performing Arts Program and NYU's School of Business. So through his books and keynote talks, he shares the powerful get to principle and the ability to say I get to as opposed to I have to. And primarily, he is my mentor and my friend, Ted. Thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to the show. Hi, Nancy. It's so awesome to be here. Thanks for the great introduction. What an honor. <laughs> what an honor. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I know it sounds obvious, but um, what is the get to principle? Well, I love how you said it and how you how you laid it out there at the beginning. It's really about it's a mindset shift and um, it's changing something that we all have this victim viewpoint of saying I have to. And it's very ubiquitous around. Everybody says it. I have to go get a cup, a cup of coffee. I have to take the kids to school. I got to go to work. And this have to gotta uh, mentality is really just embedded in our minds. And it came to me one day that that I really don't have to do anything. I get to do what I do. It really is a choice. And with that, I really started exploring what is, a, a, you know, if if it is it something more than just something to say, could it be something that's really formidable in my life? And that's where I came up with the get to principle. And it's something that I live by. And uh, it's super fun. I wrote the books, as you mentioned, get to be happy and get to principle and people like yourself, they just say, Oh, my God, I don't have to I get to do the dishes. Oh, wait a second. And it really it's been a, it's just been a blast. And it's super um, powerful, I think, not only in my personal life, but in, in business as well. Well, I know you talk about it a lot in your first book, um, but how did you get on this journey to get to? You know, I was, um, I don't know, along all the way, I moved to Japan in the early 90s, and uh, I started doing some meditation with the Zen monks there and just, you know, exploring the, the culture as much as I could. And it just started welling, kind of bubbling up in me, I guess, you know, this idea that that I'm more in control of my life than I think. And, and one day I was with my son uh, and I just, uh, I just got done doing the dishes. I was supposed to go do some work. It was, it was a little later at night. And I said, Oh, I got to go. I got to go play with my son. And as I sat down on the floor, I thought, I don't, I don't have to, I get to play with my son. Are you kidding me? And it was at that moment that I really woke up to, I'm going to say that more often. And so it started, it was just kind of a long journey from my early days of meditating and just kind of exploring consciousness, if you will. And then that moment I woke up and said, wow, I really, I don't have to do anything. Um, a couple of days later, I was doing the dishes. I was kind of grumbling, oh, I got to do the dishes. And I said, wait, I get to. And in that moment, there was a feeling of, of great appreciation. I had just had a good meal. 
and great compassion for others. I knew many people are starving to death today on the planet. Come on, really. And um, and so I thought, wow, I get to do the dishes. And I started scrubbing up with a little bit more joy. And as and as with that that compassion. Uh, for others and gratitude as that started welling up in my life, I just started smiling. I said, wow, this is really cool. And so that's kind of the journey. And I decided I'm going to, I'm going to write about this. And, and that was the beginning of, of get to be happy stories and secrets to loving the shit out of life. Cause we get to. <laughs> It's and it's almost kind of like it, it, a lot of it has to do, I think, with going and it goes back to mindfulness. Right. And like yeah, how mm-hmm. you actually consider the things that are in your life. Um, and um, so that kind of brings me to my next question. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to the digital connections piece, this is sort of where it comes in. Um, so how can this help teams and companies grow? It's so interesting. I, as I was working for uh, CPLG, the, the licensing agency in Hollywood, um, one of the things I did, I had been writing the book. And so I brought this into my team and I had a team of about six people. And every morning uh, they would come into my office and we would stand in a circle and each of us would take, we'd take a minute of just quietness. Now we can call it meditation or prayer or introspection or whatever, but just, just a minute or two. And I'd set a timer just to be quiet together. And, and then in that moment, you kind of, it's interesting how you kind of get aligned as in an, I know I hate to be, you know, all foo-foo-y, but you know, like an energy, it's really calming. And then after we were done, then each person took a moment and would say something they got to do that day or something they got to do the night before. And they would start out, well, I get to, and I'll tell you, it started as we did that day after day, everybody would say, well, I get to talk to that crappy client today. And we would all <laughs> laugh because as opposed to that negative, oh, I have to, I get to. And then what, what could come from that? And I'll tell you, as we started doing that over the, over the, you know, the ensuing months, Nancy, it was so fun. And, you know, when you have people sitting around an office, not sitting there saying, oh, I have to do this today, I get to do this. I get to do that. It just changes the whole dynamic, I guess, of the workspace and what people are feeling. Yeah. It's almost like, um, the have to mentality is sort of just, it cuts you off right from creation almost. Right. It does. And the get to actually leads you into that thought of where can I go with this? Right. Or where does this lead me to? Exactly. It Mm -hmm. opens up that door. I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I think that, you know, have to, is just a habit. It's part mm-hmm. of our language. I have to, I have to, but it's really a victim mentality. It's really like you have no control, God or whatever. Oh, I have to experience this. I have, and it's really not true. They're really, we do. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying that you, that, that you, you don't have to do things. You know, if you don't do the dishes, they're going to pile up and stink. I get it. You know, <laughs> and, and if you don't go to work, then you're not going to get paid and it's really going to suck. So, you know, there's, but there's a balance to really step over and just start changing how your mind works and, and how your overall mentality is throughout the day. However, how your energy is throughout the day. And as you say, get to, and I do it, I say it probably 50 times a day. Oh, I get to now it's not always easy. You know, I said to the kids, Hey, you get to do your homework and I get the roll of the eyes. Yeah. Right. Dad, whatever you and your get to principle. But, um, but saying that they, I know, know that they are embracing it. It's, it's, it's changing who they are 
uh, you know, so anyway, it's, and it's really wonderful at work. It's really everybody that, everybody that I am, I employ it with at the office at my different, at my different jobs has really embraced it. And it's really changed the way things are. You know, you bring up a good point with your kids. It's I, cause my, one of my questions was, you know, how does this help, um, uh, entrepreneurs and business owners, mm -hmm. um, especially those that are uh, um, new into whatever it is that they're doing. But I can yeah. imagine, you know, similar to your kids, it if you can start off a business in that manner, and mm -hmm. um, that is the feeling that you go into it with, I mean, mm -hmm. I would imagine that that's far more powerful than starting it off with that negative perception of, you know, this is something I have to do. And now I don't have a choice because I've decided to be a business owner, right? Uh, yes, I love that about the internet. We get to experience a moment of disconnection, right? We don't have to, we don't have to be a victim to that. We get to do that, you know, and as silly, and as, silly as that sounds, no matter how that works out with it, with this, with the podcast and everything, here's a story. I, this is the, the truth, Nancy, I swear to God. Two days ago, I was riding my bike. I ride in the morning, you know, 10 miles out and 10 miles back. And I've got a bike path in my house, which is awesome. And I was halfway through the ride and I felt something go down my jersey. I had my jersey a little bit open. I'm here in Orlando, Florida, so it's a little bit hot. So I had my jersey. And I could feel I got stung by a wasp on my stomach. Oh, and I no. felt it. I was like, what's that? Oh my God. And then I felt them buzzing around. And I, I was like <sighs> fumbling and I unzipped my thing and there was the wasp and he had stung me right in my abdomen. And then he kind of flew off, right? And um, and the, you, I could feel the thoughts. Oh no, oh, I'm gonna have a reaction. Oh, how am I gonna get home? But I swear within in seconds, maybe five seconds, I smiled. I said, oh wait. I get to experience this, whatever it is. I get to experience being stung by a watch, <laughs> wasp. And I kept writing and I smiled more and I said, wow. And I tell you in that moment, that shift from that victim of being stung by a wasp and maybe God was after me or whatever, you, whatever my mind went to, it was just a it was just an experience. And, and mm -hmm. as I said, I get to experience it. It kind of just faded away. Now I got a little welt and whatever, but I, I rode, there was a little stinging, but it was more of a conscious decision. There's, and this has come, I think we're, we'll talk maybe hopefully a little later about meditation, but one thing that's really clear for me that has come, there's a, a direct outcome of using the get to principle about saying, I get to do this through life is a recognition that I'm not having this experience. I am this experience. Mm -hmm. And it's a big, it's a big shift. I'm not, I'm not, there's not a me looking at that wasp, wasp sting and feeling pain and all this stuff. I am that experience. It became as much as the sounds of the wind through my ears and the riding mm. and my legs pumping. It was all just, oh, a little wasp sting, a little pain. And I was just all of it. And that's the, the power of meditation, but that's the power of coming from saying I get to often enough that you really start to experience that not as some you know, ethereal idea, but it is a direct experience and it's really powerful. 
You know, it's interesting because I actually did go through counseling for the panic attacks that I was having. And um, that is something that uh, the counselors actually, they guide you through, right, is understanding Mm. that some of the uh, reactions that you're having and the panic attacks, what brings them on may be past experiences, but they Mm -hmm. will actually bring you back through those past experiences and and you end up looking at them differently. And you Mm -hmm. realize that it was something that you got to experience. And it was just that it was just an experience, right? Uh, right? It does. It's not something that has to completely define your life moving forward, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. No, that's beautiful. And that's because in the past, when you have those experiences, if you don't have, if you don't say, oh, I got to experience that, if you're a victim to it, right? Mm-hmm. And then you create a story around it. And then that's what you bring forward is a story about how you were done wrong or how bad it was or whatever. And, and I'm not, I'm never taking away, I know mental, mental challenges like everybody. I've been on the yeah. floor cry, screaming and crying and, and uh, you know, have, we look, that's the, I think that's part of what we go through as human beings, but being able to pull ourselves out like you have. And look at how fantastic you are. <laughs> it's awesome. And, uh, and it's not easy. And I'm, I'm also really, I just want to be clear with everybody listening that, you know, this isn't all utopia. Oh, just mm-hmm. get over it. Oh, be happy right. you get to. No, if you're feeling crappy, you know, if something really, if you're grieving, you've lost somebody or you've lost your job or there's some grieving, you got to go through that. You have to feel that. And it's not mm-hmm. like, oh, just get over it. You know, happy, happy kid. Uh, you know, because I've been there and I know I will be again. This is the experience. But I do know that as the more you're able to say and pull yourself out by saying I get to not be a victim to what it is and just accept it as who you're being, it can really be liberating. I think, you know, it's interesting because um, this is, you know, when you're talking about entrepreneurs and business owners, um, you know, this is, uh, you're right, it's not going to be all honky dory just because you have to get to principle, you still have to do the work, you still, it's still, you know, it's still part of everything that you're experiencing with it. But I think that's what brings the enjoyability of actually owning your own business, of Mm. being your own boss, of, you know, all those things that you gain in being a business owner, because they can get lost so easily. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, if the finances aren't perfect, if anything, you know, you lose a client. I mean, I I remember Mm. losing my, my first client and being just like mortified and horrified. And, you know, and it turns out, you know, that they, they were not, you know, they, they had monetary situations going on, which is why Mm -hmm. I lost them at the time. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. And so understanding that was good, but mm-hmm. it, it didn't last long, right? Like I didn't have to base the rest of my business on that one experience, you know, and yeah. part of it is because of this mentality, I think. Right. Really changing that and shifting into, I mean, I've had several of my own businesses for many years. I, and so I've gone through the, the entrepreneurial waves of up and down and all over the place. And uh, the more you can bring yourself, because it really is, how lucky are we, even as entrepreneurs, even through the challenges, to have the freedom and ability to really explore what that looks like and create, mm-hmm. be creative. Uh, And so you really need every tool you can get and get to is just one tool, which I hope you could embrace anybody listening that they can embrace like you did when you read my book. Thank you very much. That said (laughs) that started using this and using whatever tool you can, you know, to really uh, analyze and look at your business. 
Yeah. And I think it also helps. I mean, you and I have had some conversations about how this can be used as in the um, workplace culture, right? Like mm -hmm. in helping people to build their workplace culture. And yeah. I think it's also so important these days in hiring and retaining good people. So, you know, um, as you're, as you're doing that, um, and especially if you're not currently the boss, right? How yeah. do you actually sell this idea of getting to be happy, you know, or <laughs> happiness or, you know, yeah. this concept, how do you sell it to people yeah. to have them, you know, cause I know you used to do keynotes and you probably yeah. still do. Right. I did. And how mm -hmm. do you, how do you sell that to people to say, yeah, I want to bring this into my corporate culture. Well, I mean, I just, Hey, I just did it. And then, <laughs> and even, you know, currently I'm, I'm my com current company is Brainbase, and we're a, you know, it's, we're a startup company that does online contract management. But what I did when I came in is with my staff, I started with my staff. I didn't go to the CEO and say, Hey, I want to bring happiness into the place. But <laughs> what I did do was go to my staff and say, we're going to embrace the get to principle or you can or can't, you cannot make people do this, but I'm going to start off the mornings. I'm going to, we're going to really look at you know, everything we do, contracts, customer, you know, interaction and everything from a get to viewpoint. And we started doing that. We started a separate Slack channel for the sales team. And we slowly became the, the, the group that everybody wanted to be part of, you know, marketing and product development. Everybody wanted to come over because we had this like, Un, un, unspoken joy about doing our work. And the CEO, mm -hmm. Nate Cavanaugh, great guy, has since then said, wow, whatever you're doing, it's awesome. Keep it up. <laughs> and it's just, it's not really about selling it. It's, a, it's about being it. And I think that's mm -hmm. what people are looking for. I think Maya Angelou, this is one of my favorite quotes in the world. If Maya Angelou said, people will never remember what you said or did. Mm -hmm. They'll remember how you made them feel. And so that's, I, I think what, what I'm experiencing in my workplaces is that we're bringing a certain feeling that people want to be around. It doesn't matter what we do. We might miss this or not hit a sales target or something like that, but it's more of the, the energy and that builds people up and then mm -hmm. helps us create more, I think. And that's really, that's kind of, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, when I met you, I was in the corporate world. And as I mentioned, mm. you know, my life was pretty stressful. So in, <laughs> <remember>. the coaching, <laughs> yeah. so in the coaching sessions that I got from you, though, you actually introduced me to regular meditation. Mm -hmm. And I had tried to get into it before, um, but nothing ever really stuck. And at the time, Oprah Winfrey and Deepak Chopra had their series that they ran mm. for many, many years. Um, and yeah. so you had suggested that to me. And what was nice about it was it was really kind of, it was short, but it was just, it was a nice way to start my day. And so mm -hmm. for me, I actually still have my daily meditation practice and I notice awesome. the difference when I don't do it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And so in many office settings today that you will actually find a meditation or prayer room. Um, mm -hmm. So let's chat about meditation for a minute and um, tell me, you know, from your perspective, what is it and how do you use it? Yeah, I I love I started meditating years ago. I've done many different practices. I know who is the guy, uh, Chade Meng Tan, I think from Google, and he wrote the book Search Inside Yourself, and he brought meditation into the Google empire, if you will. So it's a big, oh, okay. it is a big part of you know Search Inside Yourself. I love that book, and it was really it really brought. Uh, you know, meditation mainstream into the corporate culture and their studies and all the things that went along with it that showed the shift and how people could really uh, 
benefit from it. So, uh, so I've done different meditations. I love the Deepak Oprah, uh, you know, free meditation, the 21 day meditations. Mm-hmm. I've recently come across Sam Harris. He has an app called the waking oh, up yeah. app. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm not a disciple of anybody, but this guy, there is no, there's no religion. There's nothing except this is for me. It's really a, 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 a really straightforward way of you are not your mind. You know, you are, you are, you are the sounds that are hitting your eardrums. You are the, 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 the visions that are coming to you. You're all of this all at once. And the key for meditation is really recognizing that and stepping out of that, that budding mind. Oh, you're bad. This is good. This is bad. You're mm-hmm. all that stuff. And meditation for me, when I sit quiet and allow it's not the, the, the purpose of meditation isn't to get rid of thought. A lot of people think that's the purpose. And the mm-hmm. purpose isn't to sit there and get happy. The purpose really is to recognize that sounds, that feelings, that emotions, that thoughts are all part of what's, what's uh, manifesting or what's appearing in this thing called life, in this thing called consciousness. It's all just appearing and you get to experience it as that. And that's a little, I know that it, it, it for me, it, I don't know, it goes a little deep, but it doesn't, it doesn't even need to be deep. It could just be simple. Just sit yeah. quiet and watch your mind do its thing and smile mm-hmm. at it. It really, that's a huge shift for, for human beings to take. Yeah. I've got a, a friend. I think he's a, he's a LinkedIn expert and he was saying, yeah, I just call it my daily, my daily quiet time, you know, and I just, yes, you know, I just use it like that. Um, yeah. but it's basically the same thing for him, you know? So yeah, yeah. just get, mm-hmm. just get quiet. You know, Sean Aker, I'm going to read a real quick out of, Ooh, out of Sean Aker. I love Sean. Him. Yeah. That happy, the happy secret to a better work, which is a YouTube video. If you haven't seen that, what's uh, it happy- called? The Happy Secret to Better Work. It's okay. awesome. Really great. Sean Aker, he does it. It's a YouTube, probably 11 or 12 minutes or something. You know, in the middle of his, his humor and everything, he says something that's really, really fitting for here and really poignant, I think. It's not necessarily the reality that shapes us, but the lens through which your brain views the world that shapes your reality. Mm. So when you meditate and you get, when you get, quiet within your mind, you're all of a sudden not at at the effect to the world, but you're actually shaping what you see and it starts shaping around you. And then you, this is where, you know, all the new age stuff about creating your reality and manifesting and all that stuff. I believe there's, I believe there's something to it because we're, we are this and our mind, our quietness in our mind or our jumbled thoughts are what we are experiencing out in the world. So I just love that. I think it's even, yeah, I mean, I, I can attest to that personally, right? Because when mm-hmm. I was in chaos, when I was having panic attacks, that is mm-hmm. what my world was, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it seemed like every single circumstance that came into my life was just more uh, fodder for that insanity, right? right? And right, that right. chaos. Yeah. And as soon as I got still and just learned to breathe and just learn to see it a little bit differently, it didn't have to mm-hmm. be a dramatic dramatic shift in my perspective, right? Just right. even that no. small shift really mm-hmm. ultimately led me to the better place, right? Yeah. Where yeah. It, now I can understand and see that my attitude actually very much determines what I'm going to see in life, you know? It, that's exactly it. And it's really, Nancy, it's our thoughts. What's our, what's our 
continuous thought process, you know, behind the scenes that is driving what we are experiencing. Um, mm -hmm. I've got a, I did, I, I created a list, get to thoughts and victim thoughts, and I won't go through the whole list, but it, uh, but get to thoughts. And if, and you, we have the ability to do this, to change this. So get to thoughts or be grateful, receive graciously, uh, have compassion, want others to succeed. Victim thoughts, take things for granted, criticize others, hold others in contempt, secretly hope others fail, uh, blame others for your own failures. So there's two distinct ways for you to be. And as you start recognizing those through meditation, through whatever you do, yoga or whatever, as you start saying, oh, I'm criticizing that person. Wow, just stop. Okay, that's cool. All right, I want to I want to have compassion. I want to be courageous. I want to embrace happiness and joy, as opposed to feeling disappointed. As you start recognizing that that's what's going on, and you start making the choice of the get to thoughts, as I call them, then it really starts changing who's coming into your life, who's attracted to you, who mm -hmm. you're attracted to. All of that dynamic starts changing, and then your reality, what you, what we're experiencing here, becomes that. Yeah. And it's really, it's really, it's, uh, it's cool. It's, I, it's a game for me. It's like a, it's not, more than a game. It's like an exploration of, I'm going to die. We're all going to die. We're going to be dead. I'm hoping I'm 50, I'm 58, almost 59. I, hopefully I got another 50 years, but you know, who knows tomorrow, maybe, you know? So <laughs> I don't, I don't dread it. I just accept that that's reality. And what can I do now in this experience called life to be better, to find happiness? Because I do feel that finding happiness is really kind of the purpose for what we're doing here in life. And um, the more I can explore that and do that, because I know as I get happy, Nancy, when I go out and I share that and I'm just happy, hey guys, how are you? To, you know, the, the, the person at the gas station or the person, you know, the executive here or there, and I just say, hey, what's happening? How are you? that you can feel people lighten up and wake up out of their trance of mm -hmm. angst. Oh, mm. oh, oh, okay, hey, how are you? And every little bit of that, if each of us embrace that to some degree, and especially in our organizations, I know that that just spreads out uh, mm -hmm. you know, through any organization. And you as a leader, as an entrepreneur, or president or CEO of your organization, if you drive that, then that is what you create. And we all know, Nancy, you go into an you go into a company, a restaurant, whatever, whatever organization, when people are, you just feel good. They're great. Well, you know it's starting at the top. You yes. know, people mm -hmm. are, people are bringing that. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's really I, it's really powerful. I almost think of it like uh, I almost look at it as a as a puzzle, right? Because I think mm -hmm. about the fact that we as humans, you know, we are literally taking in tens of thousands of pieces of information every single day, right? Every yeah. you know, every all second. the time. Yeah. There's just yep. there's stuff flying at us, right? And yeah, yeah. we're making more and more of that. You know, even mm -hmm. us making this podcast, we've just created <laughs> some more yeah. information to throw oh, at people, right? Uh, yeah. But yeah. I look at it almost as an organization technique, right? In my own mm -hmm. head, right? If I have this, this is my mentality and I yeah. have things coming in at mm -hmm. me all the time, this almost mm -hmm. helps me organize them into the pieces that I really want to keep, right? Okay. Yes. That, that piece works for me because it fits into this mentality of, I get to, if mm -hmm. it doesn't, well, I really don't need it. You know, it can go yeah. away. Right. Yeah. But I think, I think that's ultimately why you start attracting things differently yeah. is because you've now created this filtration system almost yeah. of those 10,000s and thousands of pieces that are coming in. Right. 
Right. And you're, and you're filing those within yourself on how, what mm -hmm. you want to do. And as soon as you have, I love that. Yeah. You're, you're creating your experience by choosing to say, I get to, for example, I get to, and then that's what you start. That's what you start feeling. That's where you want to go. Oh, wait, this is a victim thing. Okay. Forget that. I want this. And the more mm -hmm. you do that, you're exactly right. That's what you create. Yeah. 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 And the, ha and the happiness piece, I think that, um, you know, I just think it's so, it's, it's part of who we can be and we've lost it. I think so many people, I mean, and I'm not saying there are not there. You look at the news, man, we are, it's a mess out there, but yeah. we do have the ability to step outside and choose to be happy. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, here, uh, uh, here's a quote, Aristotle, happiness is the meaning and purpose of life. The whole aim and end of human existence. Aristotle, he's a pretty good guy. And, Fra <laughs> and Frank, we all live with the objective of being happy. Our lives are all different and yet the same, mm. right? And everybody, it's, it's all across that, that's this, inner, this innate uh, desire to be happy and this innate ability to be happy is there if we choose to look for it. And I hope I, you know, with the get to, that was kind of one part of me, but there's a million books that really offer that. The Dalai Lama mm -hmm. has a book, I think the book of joy, you know, we could both between the two of us name off, you know, a thousand yeah. books on, on people, their whole, the whole thing is for, for us each to wake up to, wait a second, I can do this. And I need it every day. I wake up in a way that's like, uh, oh, wait, I, oh, I can be happy. I can choose this path. It's like, for me, it's like a spiritual path. That's my, mm -hmm. that's my spiritual path. Because if you can be happy, truly happy, I mean, that's really connecting with a higher self and really appreciating this thing called life. Yeah. Well, okay. Then on that note, here's the million dollar question, Ted. Okay. I'm All ready. right. So what's the key to happiness, Ted? That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. You know, in our pre-talk, you had asked, you had asked me, you know, we're going to talk about some of this stuff. And so I did a search of, what the keys to happiness. And I think I got 58 million hits on Google. <laughs> so I like 50, I was like, Shit, man, what am I going to do with that? But I have four. That's and I've awesome. Written, <laughs> I know, but I've written, I've come down to four and I've written these, I've written these in my book, but for me, the first one, there's four, there's four keys. You have to have a purpose, right? It's not, it's not searching. You're no longer searching for a purpose. You're not doing, you're just, you have a purpose to be who you are, whatever that is. That's a first step. Okay. Just sit quiet and say, okay, I'm, my purpose is to be alive, to be happy. That's kind of the, the ancillary goal. But if you just, not ancillary, but just a, a goal that you have, but just be you and have the purpose without searching. The second key is to have compassion. Nancy, I don't know, like you, like everybody, we walk around, you see somebody and we judge the heck out of them right away. Oh, he's this, they're this, they're this, just by looking right? And you can feel it. And what I would suggest is that you just have, the second key is to have compassion for every human you see, because everybody is just looking for joy. They're just looking to have this life, a fulfilled life and be happy. So have compassion because they have had a lot of crap. That's just the way it is. And so the more we can have compassion for people, that opens up a space for, for you to really experience joy in your life. There's a thing called mm -hmm. metta uh, meditation that's really powerful. It's, 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 I think from the Buddhist traditions and the Vedic, Vedic texts from India, uh, Sam Harris and his, his uh, work, he does some, some of this metta meditation, which is where you just sit quiet, you put your attention on somebody and you just say, may you be happy 
Mm. May you be, may you be felt fulfilled. May you experience joy and happiness in your life. And you do it with people you love, but then you shift over and you start doing it to people you have people you have conflict with. And that is a meditation. It's called the meta meditation, which helps you really start having this compassion, even for people that you're you have angst with, and just say, May you be happy, may you find peace. It's really powerful because then you start to shift into that feeling. Um, mm -hmm. so so have a purpose, have compassion, be grateful. Just be grateful, please, God. <laughs> this is, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you are in a you are in a place that so many humans don't have the ability to do. We and and you can be grateful. I know that even in the midst of of challenging times, just find anything that you can say. God, I've got this, you know, and 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 at least I'm not that. Just find gratefulness for whatever you have. And then the fourth key is just to know that happiness is in your nature. And that's what, as I just said, Aristotle and Anne Frank and so many others, happiness is there, but believing it, knowing that it's okay to be happy and not feel guilty for it. Cause I know some people, well, I can't be happy because so many people are miserable. So I have to be miserable too. That no. makes no sense. That no. makes no sense. Why would when you the, add to that? <laughs> no, when the oxygen mask falls, put yours on first and <laughs> then share. So if you can be happy, be happy and mm -hmm. share that with others. And then as you embrace those four keys, I think that's where things start really welling up and you start experiencing this, you know, this thing called happiness in your life. Yeah. Yeah. You, um, you actually gave me a great article that I recommend to people all the time, uh, is mm -hmm. the seven, what is it? The seven keys of a joyful mind or this other, oh, do you know which one I'm talking I, about? I know what you're talking about. I don't remember the actual title. Yeah. Of it, yeah. 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 Uh, I shouldn't have brought it up because now that's I can't okay. We're going to find it. And you're going to put it in the description of our, of the, I will. Podcast here. Okay. Good. I will. I will. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, and, and I do, I send it to people all the time because it talks about this, the actual science behind, um, inclining your brain to joy. And, yes. uh, it is amazing because, mm -hmm. because when you realize that it, it makes it so much easier to actually be joyful, right? It, it yeah. we actually do have it as an innate ability, uh, it, and do. there's science behind it, you know, it's kind of uh -huh. cool. Yeah, right. Yeah. The, mm -hmm. the Dalai Lama here, some more quotes. The Dalai Lama, I believe the purpose of life is to be happy. How cool is that? And then I'll <laughs> end here. Here, I'll give you one more. So Jim Rohn, I don't know, you know, Jim Rohn, the speaker, the motivational speaker, oh, yeah. great guy. He passed away probably five or six years ago, I remember, but yeah. I was really into his, just a fantastic guy. But one of his greatest quotes was, learn how to be happy with what you have while you pursue all that you want. Yes. That's a perfect note to end it on right there. And I'll yeah. tell you what, you know, I mean, I just don't know where you go. I mean, we've now provided the keys of happiness to the right. world. So I don't know where you go after that. So uh, then, I, then, then you, all you do now is you just get quiet and smile and say, wow, <laughs> wow, I get to do this life and touch things and eat a strawberry with so much joy and incredibleness. That's it. Everything. Yeah. 
Yeah, there you go. There yeah, you go. Yeah, for sure. All right. So before we take off today, I do want to leave our listeners with our digital marketing tip of the day. Uh, today's tip is a webinar that I recently did um, with a member of my team, Jonathan Logal, Jonathan Logan from Likeable Local. And um, it, the webinar is actually on building a strategic social media plan for your business. You can find this at uh, www.tinyurl.com. You guys know I love those tiny URLs. So tinyurl.com backslash DC social webinar. So here we'll give you a template that will bring you through the entire process to build out your strategy. It's a well-spent hour to learn how to properly do this. And I guarantee that you will be pleased with the results that you get. Again, you can find this at tinyurl.com backslash DC social webinar. So a huge thank you to my guest today, Ted Larkins, author, speaker, and successful business executive. You can find Ted at tedlarkins.com. That's T-E-D-L-A-R-K-I-N-S.com, tedlarkins.com. So please make sure to follow us, subscribe, and like us wherever you get your podcasts. You can find this episode and previous shows along with our contact information uh, for all of our guests and for me at our website at www.digitalconnections.us. So have a great week and tune in next time for another amazing digital connection for your business. Would you like more return and tangible results from your marketing efforts without long-term contracts? Do you want people who are actually interested in your products and services to find you easily? WSI has developed in-depth knowledge and an extensive network of industry thought leaders that know your company's goals and objectives are unique. When you work with us, you not only gain the local expertise of your WSI expert, but we help you develop a strategy based on the digital experience of our global network. Work with a company that understands your business and provides real results. Find us at WSIWorld.com or call 800-985-9567. Again, that's 800-985-9567. WSI, we simplify the internet.